Well, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 155. That is 155. It is the ENS Wolves podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Duda. I'm delighted to be joined at home by... It's Mr. Joe Edwards again. Joe, how's it going, Chuck? Uh, it's same old, same old, isn't it? Um, we're, we're all the town. We're all very bored. And uh, I've resorted to some strange things to kind of get me through. Mm, well, I'll, that's, that's an interesting one. We'll, we'll 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 come back to that later. But first of all, uh, we're not we're not alone today. Um, we've got a third we've got a third person in the party. It's always it's always more fun with three, as they say. Uh, co-founder of Talking Wolves, Molyneux fanatic, and all-round good guy. It's Mr. Matt Cooper. Matt Cooper, welcome to the podcast for the first time. Thank, thanks for having me on. That, that's some intro. That I think I've got a lot to live up for. Very kind words. Well, longer than I usually get. <laughs> I, I, I just spent an hour and a half before we uh, when we we're planning this, so that's that's what I got, mate. I got about I got about nine and a half words in. So that'll do, mate. How's it going then, pal? How's, how's lockdown treating you? Um, obviously, difficult times and uh, yeah. boredom. Is it is it Mario Kart for you? Is it FIFA? Are, are you playing? You know, some um, some kind of live link up with, with Jota on Champ Man. What, what's the crack? <laughs> it's all the rage at the minute, isn't it? Esports. I've, to it be is. honest, I've been, been playing a lot of FIFA, not so much FM, but I'm just trying to exercise as as much as I can. That's the only thing that's kind of keeping me through. Obviously, not working and stuff. It's trying to find stuff to do in the day. Jobs around the house. Mom's asking, "Can you do this? Can you do that?" But no, no, no. That, the, the back burner. No, Lots no of virtual. alcohol as well. But yeah, of course. So you got you got to enjoy it while you can. A yeah, bit exactly. of virtual yoga, mate, from time to time. No, not, not really. Not like it's not really yeah. my uh, more niche. That yoga, not supple enough. What be yours though? Oh, mate, absolutely, hundred percent. Love, love a little bit of Pilates <laughs> and uh, hot yoga, pal. Uh, so, so, Joe, what are you, uh, what have you been doing in these, uh, in these strange times? What, what measures have you, have you? Remember, this is a PG podcast at this time. It's going to be going out <laughs> about one PM. But what, what are you doing? What strange activities? It's very PG, actually. Maybe too oh, PG. Um, okay. So, as a kid. I um, used to collect these um, these little figurines called uh, micro stars. I, d- I don't know if Matt may know these. Parapods, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've um, never heard of them. Micro machines, I remember. Nah, not them. You'll know if you, if you saw one. Okay. So, so it's basically like uh, little footballers, like with big heads on like a uh, round. Oh ba- yeah, yeah, yeah. Round yeah. base, you yeah. know. Get get them. Used to get them in a big. Encased in like a big load of chocolate, almost like an Easter egg style. Right. Um, don't do them like that these days. But my kind of daily exercise has been a walk through the park mm. on my estate, mm. and then going to the co-op. And in the co-op, they sell these the the, the back the the the, the pteropods. How much are they? A two quid a pop, which. I mean, talk about inflation, but I mean, it used to be about a pound for free. Right, uh, uh, mate. So two two quid a pop. Um, you, of, so you can't send away from like a wolves lot. It's just basically you get what you give and you don't know what you're getting. Yeah, but that's like that's kind of like part of the fun, isn't it? Um, so I've bought well, free. Not, not if you get Jonathan Codger. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you who I have got. So. Go on. The first one was last weekend, so I'm doing it that I'm getting one at a time, so I'm giving right. myself a bit of an incentive to go on a walk. Okay. <laughs> so, so the, 
can't, I can't believe that uh, so, we're, we're three minutes into this conversation. So the first one was Alvaro Morata, mm-hmm. which respectable. We'll we'll type that. Um, the second one was Kevin De Bruyne, which okay. oh, again cool. you'll you'll type that. Uh, the third one, which I got yesterday, was an absolute shocker. Um, West Bromwich Albion's own Jake Livermore. Oh. What's he doing in Power Pods? Yeah, what, 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 is, is, this, is this two or three years ago, is it, or something like that? Is this when they were in yeah, the Premier League? This, well, this can't be like recent. Well, this is the thing. I had a quick, I had a, an inspection of the pack, and it actually says 2018 edition. So these uh. packs must have been in the shop. For two and a half years, nobody's ever bought them, and I'm the only one interested. Yeah. You're the mug who's buying them, desperate for any kind of football, and that, that's your highlight of your day, and uh, and they're taking full advantage, is basically what you're saying. Is, is Morata yeah. in a Chelsea shirt? Is it actually in a Real Madrid shirt? It's that old. Oh my God. Then <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you coming a mile off. They're probably not even worth two quid. They're just like, yeah, they're 50p. Say, Joe's come here. We're going to... Get him out on the counter quick. <laughs> crazy, crazy times. Well, I'm, I, I think, what is this? Is this fourth, fourth week of lockdown? Fourth week four? Fourth or fifth. Four, yeah. I see, see, for me, first two weeks, novelty value. Um, third week, starting to get a little bit bored. Fourth week, I, I'm, I'm, I'm depressed now. I'm depressed now. I'm supposed yeah. to be in Vegas this week. I'm supposed to fly out on Monday. Uh, anniversary on Saturday. Instead, I'm... I'm waiting for Amazon boxes to come. Hopefully they come today, otherwise I'm going to be divorced by tomorrow. Bloody <laughs> hell. Um, you know, it's, it's not great. Got a couple of letters through the post today. Uh, oh, well, one yesterday, one today. Thinking, okay, maybe this could be a nice little card, a little anniversary card from the parents. Do you know what it was? Bill. I can't swear, but I something you not. Two parking bloody fines. One, <laughs> one from Asda at Molyneux. Of course. Uh, eons ago, the, the old classic Asda uh, running late, getting the, getting the Asda parking spot. Yeah, being caught, um, 35 quid. The other one, Bristol City. Bristol City away, uh, where there's no parking. So I parked across the, this, the stadium and uh, they give me a ticket for that. So I'm, I'm, I'm 70 quid in the hole at the moment if I pay within 14 days. Well, I was meant to be going to Hamburg in a couple of weeks for my birthday, but they've cancelled the one, one flight out there, but I haven't cancelled my flight coming back, so I might have to get my armbands and my zogs on. Oh, mate, well, <laughs> there's, there's, your, there's your daily fitness anyway, to be fair. Yeah, exactly, there's my incentive. <laughs> oh, dear, hey-ho. Uh, right, let's talk some Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, first of all, first on the list, a uh, story that kind of came out yesterday, Joe, you wrote it, I think it's on the back page of the Express and Star today, uh, kind of concerning European qualification next season... Obviously, Wolves are, are, are well and truly banging this Europa League whenever this restarts for this season. But next season, lots of ifs, lots of buts. Um, but if this season is cancelled, it's going to go down to specific countries' merit tables and they can they can choose their own way of forming a merit table as long as UEFA agree to that. Joe, do you want to kind of like expand on this more and what may or may may not come of it? Oh, it's it, a bit of a bit of a pain in the arse to be honest. This story because it's so many. Oh, you loved writing it yesterday. Oh. Four calls from you. Honestly, <laughs> it's, it's the, just the reluctance on your behalf to write this story was incredible. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so many kind of variables and things to consider. And oh well, what if this happens? It's just oh, it's difficult, isn't it? Because it, no one knows, do they? And well, all no, these Premier League meetings that happen every other Friday or whatever. Like no one can put. Any any kind of firm plans into place because 
you know, no one, the government don't care about the Premier League football to a certain extent. You know, they've got to sort the country out first. That's yeah, yeah. one of the things that will come last, whether it's behind closed doors or with fans. I mean, I think it's almost certainly not without fans, at least, you know, for the rest of this season. But that will be the last thing that they will worry about compared to sorting the country out. Yeah. So, I mean, Wolves, you know, if if they did work out this sport in merit, which... It's basically, as you say, up to the Premier League if the season is cancelled, which, by the way, Premier League, UEFA are determined to put an end you know, to the season, get the season finished, because not only for sporting integrity reasons, as they keep saying, but mainly financial reasons, because if, if they don't see it through, they're going to owe a load of money to advertisers and yeah. things could get really messy. Um, but they want to see it through... If they don't, and it comes down to sporting merit, the most likely route, on the face of it anyway, would be points per game. But the only problem with that is that because Sheffield United have played a game less than Wolves, being on the same amount of points, they would actually leapfrog Wolves into sixth. Um, and... And, and, and that would leave, obviously, Wolves in seventh. And it would be unclear as to whether that would be... You know, enough to get in Europe again. I mean, you know, City have won the the the, Car- uh, the Carling Cup, the Carabao Cup, whatever you want to call it. Um, the, the FA Cup, Cup, the Worthington Cup, um, <laughs> the FA Cups still up in the air. I mean, City, of course, have this um, UEFA ban. You know that they've appealed, which could which could get, you know. What wipes off and they could be allowed back in. It's just there's so many things to consider. You'd think that Wolves, you know, because there can be seven teams, you know, from in, from England in European competition. It's usually four in the Champions League, three in the Europa. So fifth fifth place gets in. City having won the the, the Carling Cup, if they get reinstated into the into the UEFA into the UEFA competitions, let's say. The, then the Carling Cup place would go down to sixth, and then I love, the FA... I love that you're calling it Carling Cup. But do you yeah, know who the last, the last team to win the it, Carling Cup was, by the way? Is it Liverpool? Abora, Abora. No. When it was called when it was called Carling, when it's called Carling. Mm, I, I think that might be incorrect. Yeah, it probably is, but you know. I don't want to it <laughs> um, and then if 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 the FA Cup, if that can't get completed, then. You know, logic would say that that spot would go down to seventh. Mm-hmm. But, you know, logic doesn't always win out, does it, in football? And, you know, they could always work out, you know, just because they can't complete the Premier League season, they may decide to do the FA Cup in some sort of behind closed doors mini tournament. You, you, you just don't know. So um, there is a lot of variables to consider. Hopefully, it doesn't come to the season being cancelled. But if it does, it could throw up some problems for Wolves. Yeah, Matt. What, what, what do you make of it all, pal? What do yeah. you make of uh, this situation, this merit table that's 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 kind of been alluded to? I think I think you have come out and 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 said this. I, I think just to put a bit more pressure on the domestic leagues to kind of conclude and come up with something that he's going to uh, see the season out. Um, I I think points per game is potentially the most fair, but I don't think there's a fair way of just. Ending the season for me, you've got to, they've got to conclude the season by playing the games, which will be behind closed doors. But there's, there's talk of, of talk of playoffs as well, isn't there? 
Yeah. Um, no doubt we'd get Man United in the playoffs. We seem to draw them in every single mm-hmm. competition. Um, and we'd probably probably get beat with the, the form that they were on, which seems like a couple of years ago now since we, uh, since we last played. But I, I don't know. For me, they've still got to see the season. Like, like Joe said, there's going to be problems with advertisers and, and the uh, broadcasters around the globe. I don't think the issue is going to be with people like BT and Sky Sports because their business models revolve around football so they're not going to kill the golden goose so to speak I think it'll be more with the the advertisers um, internationally and and broadcasters that may have like 100 million 200 million pound deals that's where they're going to want to see the money back so whilst I don't think BT and Sky will be the problem I think other broadcasters internationally will be but for that reason they've just got to to see it out really Um, it's it's a shame that, that the season won't be you know, won't be defined by points per game. It's just European qualification because as, as far as points per game stand at the minute, Villa would be going down. So, you know, <laughs> maybe take that. <laughs> um, look, I mean, like you say, you, you could talk different scenarios until you're blue in the face. There mm. could be a scenario where the Premier League doesn't get finished, but the Europa and the Champions League games happen in some kind of FA Cup style tournament to, to, fin- to finish the season and Wolves could end up playing Champions League football you just, <laughs> you, you just don't know it, it, it is crazy but obviously we've got to keep on talking about it because you know they, we're trying to bring you the latest of what, what the the governments are, t- are trying to sort out and the federations and you know like I say I still think there will be a season but when that happens I'm not so sure this talk of finishing it by July the 31st or August I, I really don't know but no, I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll, we'll get an end to a season. I think it'll be more more than likely that we see the conclusion of the Champions League and Europa League rather than the Premier League. Because I agree, yeah. If you think about it, UEFA have moved Euro um, 2020 to 21. Mm-hmm. They're then not going to move. want to move their, their European domestic competitions after moving Euro 2020 as well. They're going to want to get them done and they've moved that to kind of help... Um, terminate and finish the, the domestic season so they're not going to lie down and have their bellies tickled and cancel Europa <laughs> League and Champions League they're going to want to get it finished however that might be maybe maybe do a straight knockout rather than over two legs don't know yeah I mean in that statement from UEFA yesterday apparently they're looking into uh, two different plans one is to start the uh, Champions League and Europa League kind of similar when the leagues restart and and, and play them concurrently, or the, the the other one is to get the domestic leagues finished first, and then play the the remainder of of the Europa and the Champions League in August. I mean, if if they do get it back in August, which it said in the statement, as as Matt alluded to, there it's probably going to be you know a you know a, a, a pre season kind of Emirates Cup style, you know. Or Asia Cup, whatever, whatever you want to call it, you know, get the teams in there for I don't know a week or something like that. Play a game every other day, you know. One, you know, this is just off the top of my head, but they've got a pretty short time frame, and they're desperate to get it completed. So it's difficult to see it being, you know, two legged and all these kind of things. I mean, you know, it could even be a situation where. Wolves' one-one draw with Olympiacos is just chalked off, yeah, and the, yeah. and the, and, the, and it's and it, you know it's nil-nil, and it's a it's a it's a knock it's a knockout, you know, I straight knockout. Guarantee the safety of the players though, because say if they do opt with something like a you know footballing festival where they get it all concluded within two or three weeks in a neutral venue or neutral country, 
how do you guarantee that the, the safety of the players and coaching staff because you're going to have to have broadcasters there you're going to have to have medical teams on site which is you know resources are all, all, already stretched for national health service or wherever wherever the host and it so it, it's I'm just glad I'm not in that position to having to make the call because it just seems absolute minefield yeah and and you, know, you say about trying to finish it by August the Champions League and, and Europa League I mean I think you know, to get the Premier League season in and then doing it at the end of there, I think that's very, very optimistic. But mm. we shall see, we shall see. Um, right, Adama Traore's agent has been in the news recently. Had a few little words to say. Uh, Joe, you, uh, you're putting a story together this afternoon. What's, uh, what's Mr Traore's agent had to say? Well, you know, agents are agents. I mean, <laughs> and, and they sometimes have peculiar things to to say um i mean he, he's he's been speaking to the spanish press and um you know the i mean I, obviously i think matt put the, put the quote out through uh through talking walls but he it's he, he's basically said i'll read i'll read the quote out in full basically says it i can't talk about contractual situations because it's a private matter but Adam was having a good season, and with his age, conditions, and the fact he's a very appealing player, there would have been a market for him. Now they're about it. We have to hope for the situation, you know, the, the coronavirus pandemic, uh, to normalise itself, and hope that it won't affect him this summer. Um, I suppose you could interpret that in a couple of ways, whether it means this summer in terms of as regards to a possible move, or this summer in regards to a possible new contract. Um, as it stands, Adama's contracted till 2023, so it's it's not as if you know Wolves are in a, a bad position here. You know they're in a position of strength, really. Um, but uh, you know, if a big club came calling, you know, the, obviously you know they, they may have their their hand forced. Um, he's an he's an attractive player. I think he will, you know, have admirers. Um, you know, Liverpool, Man City have, have been linked. T- tentatively, uh, you know, you're looking at Barcelona. I think he'd like to to go back there, but it's whether anybody could actually stump up the cash, given the, you know the current current economic state because of the virus. I mean, we were talking about 80 million, weren't we, before the the, the break? And and from Wolves' point of view, it would take something astronomical because he's got a fantastic relationship with Nuno. now. It's like a father son dynamic, really. Um, I mean, I know. Um, Adam has spoken very highly of Tony Pulis in the past, but he, you know, he, he from his time at Middlesbrough, but he thinks of Nuno. <laughs> he, he thinks of Nuno just the same, if not better, really. Um, you know, for making him such a well-rounded player. You know, it's a very close relationship. Adam is very settled um, in, in in Wolverhampton. You know, he, he, I mean, he, his partner is he's local as well. I think think she's from Birmingham. So I mean, it's you know, it's little things like that um, that make a lot of difference. And um, you know, I think interpreting this agent thing, I look at it as an agent possibly trying to get a new contract out, out of this and. and Get himself some sort of, you know, a green bonus. Maybe, you know, these agents, you know, he's looking for a bit of a payday through these, uh, you know, through these difficult yeah, times. I mean, it's it's difficult one. I think. Um, I mean, Matt, you probably I don't know whether you agree or not. It screams to me like a, you know, he signed a contract. Um, no one probably in the wildest dreams thought that he'd be taking the Premier League by storm this season when we compare it to last season. And naturally, 
you know, even though you're on a long-term contract, you the wages that are probably offered to him that he took, which I'm sure are, 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 are fantastic wages. You, know, yeah. you look at probably people who are mentioned in the same breath and they're probably on double or treble that. You know, you sign a new contract, you get another signing on fee, you get another agent fee, and it, this is just the, the way of the world and how it works, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think the, his performances this season, although he, he slowed down towards the, towards the last few games, I think because of his shoulder, he's been probably Wolves' standout player, along with along with him and Esamu. Um So if you're Traore and you're churning out those kind of performances, those ma- the match-winning performances in some circumstances, you think, well, I want a bit of that. I want a, I want the, the 900 grand a week. I yeah. mean, he signed yeah. from Middlesbrough, was it? couple of years ago now mm-hmm. for 18 million you, you, you probably expected him to be on circa 40 50,000 pounds yes. aren't you around yeah. about that yes but he's probably thinking I can I can earn a bit more here but I can't see anyone coming in and paying what Wolves is, or Fosun's supposed value is of him because he's a bit of a rough diamond still I mean he's improved drastically he's a completely different player to what he was at the start of the season that we signed him I've always admired him adored him just because he gets you on the edge of his seat and how direct he is but there's still a lot of things that he does need to work on Um, so for me he's not Wolves' valuation isn't going to be met I think it's a similar situation with with Palace and Zaha I think Zaha's valuation by Palace is not the same as anyone else's and they can't seem to find a happy medium so I don't think he'll be going anywhere else, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they gave him a new contract. And I think after the performances this season, he definitely deserves improved terms. Yeah, I, I do agree. I mean, Troy's got, what, three years on Zaha, um, although Zaha's probably done a lot more consistently at, at, at the top level. Um, he does, does, does the way that clubs value players these days, though, is that he has stepped up and that, like you say, Matt, he has got more room for improvement that he can be 100, 115, 120 million pounds if he sorts it out. Or do you think Do you think he's probably always going to be where he's at now is probably his best case scenario? Um, no, I think I think he's potentially is, is limitless. I really do. When you've got that much power and pace and that he does ability. pop bums on seats, doesn't he? You, you, yeah. will pay, you will turn up to watch a game to see him play. And it's not, it's his physique and his presence. You know, we see we see quick wingers all the time, but the the way the way he's built, the way he runs, the way he bounces off people, he, he shouldn't be able to shift that quick. Um, but but he does, and he's got that ability to to beat his man ten times out of ten. I, I've never seen a player take on so many players so successfully. We've seen great wingers. I mean, look at Hazard in the Premier League. He was he was superb at beating his man, but he's nowhere near as good as uh, as Adama statistically. And I think if you've got that trait and that ability to beat your man nine or ten times out of ten, then your 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 potential is is limitless. And mm. I think the next move in his career, if it's away, if he if he does go away from Wolves, would be would be critical because he could go somewhere like Barcelona again yeah. and just sit on the bench and just fester and go back to his his, his older ways if he stays with someone like Wolves or a coach that really mentors him and nurtures him like Nuno has and takes him under his wing then he, he can go from strength to strength and even more so than we've seen this season yeah thanks gents um, another person has gone from strength to strength not not playing for regular first team football but goodness me the journey that he has made uh, from as it's been well documented futsal into, into the the Premier League has been fantastic. Maximilian Kilman um, and Joe, you got to speak to him 
this week. Uh, we're going to play a little bit of audio now, and then we'll have a little bit of chat about about this really exciting youngster. Of course, no, but like even training with them every day, and even watching them play, like you learn a lot. I've learned so much this year. It's, it's been unbelievable. Like I can't, I can't describe how much I've learned in the last year in terms of playing, learning from others, training. So, like seeing all these players, even the players playing in front of me. I, Watching them play, you learn so much, and you can take parts of their game into yours. You know, and I think it's positive for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think every everybody else is of the same opinion in terms of getting restarted. That is the aim. You know, no matter how how it comes about. Obviously, uh, playing in you know in grounds without fans would be you know a very Odd experience. I mean, I know that Bratislava game where you where you where you played was supposed to be uh, behind closed doors, but it, you know it was very different from that. But yeah. what what would you take beyond that if it's got to be behind closed doors just for a short amount of time? Would you be, you know, it's not ideal, but you'd, I think you'd sooner play the games, wouldn't you, than not have the season finished? Yeah, of course. I think I think everyone would like the season to be finished, you know, and I think everyone would sacrifice not finishing the season to finishing the season and playing it behind closed doors yeah of course it would be weird because the, the game we played against them in Piakos was behind but it was a very weird experience you know like it, it felt like it was a training game at some parts of the game you know so yeah it, it will be very different especially a Premier League game behind closed doors behind closed doors will be very, very different but I think everyone would want to finish the season yeah well gents that was uh, Maximilian Kilman with Mr Joe Edwards um Look, he's he's quietly had a, had a really good season. I, I I did see a couple of early you know early signs where I thought, oh, he's a little bit nervy. But as you would be with with where he's come from, um, and it's interesting him talking there about not only learning from the defenders around him and the quality that he's got around him, but also from the attackers as well and the forwards. And, and I kind of forget that sometimes when you've got the likes of Jota, Jimenez, and and Traore coming at you in. In, in practice, these are some some of the top the top strikers, not just in the Premier League, but but in in world football. So it's going to make you a better player by by trying to defend them and trying to work work, work out their movements. Yeah, it, it's you got such kind of three different kinds of players as well. You, I mean, he'll, he'll be marking Jimenez in training. Who, you know, as we've talked about many many times, he's he's a he's an all round striker. He can pretty much do everything. He can you know hold hold defenders off. You know, with his with his back to goal, bring others into play kind of short, sharp movements, find finding space in the box. Then you've got a player like Jota who will just run at you. Um, you know, little jinking runs, drop of the shoulder. And then you've got someone with flat out pace and, and strength, um, like Trail Ray, who, you know, he may not mark as much, but you know, we've seen Trail Ray can play through the middle. And uh, you know, there'll inevitably be times in training games where he is playing as a centre forward. So you know, you're talking about a learning curve, in a, and this is a player that obviously we we Kilman that only was playing non-league football two years ago, um, playing 23s football for the majority of last season. Um, it's been a bit of a baptism of fire, but he stood up to the test and he's reaping the rewards. Um, you know, he's quietly signed a new deal. Um, it's a bit of, bit of a weird one that you know, not not kind of. You know, no, no real fanfare about it from from, from the club, really. Um, but his, his contract was due to expire uh, at the end of this season, and I had a few fans asking me about that. Um, you know, 
why haven't we got him signed up? You know, because this is a player that's come in this season, done pretty well, and you now we're risking losing him on a free. But that's not the case. He's he's tied down for for another couple of years, in the summer of twenty twenty two. It's not the longest contract, you may say, but it's an incentive, I guess. You know, if he carries on in in in, in the path that he's been on, you now it, it could be extended further. And, and I think that's a good approach. I think no, no. You know, and you know, and Kilman. This is a fantastic example of what he can do with with young players. I mean, we've we, of course, he's t- he's trusted in Morgan Gibbs White from the start. Um, you could argue that his success has plateaued a little bit over the um, over the past year or so. But um, Kilman's trajectory has just been he's just shot upward there. in in <laughs> in the in the in the last year and. Um, Oscar Burr as well. He's another that's kind of come into the first team fold and been trusted by new now. So um, yeah, he, he likes these young players. Kilman is a player that he likes, and he's sticking around and he's doing well. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Matt talks about Kilman talks about playing behind closed doors and that he'd rather do that than and finish the season if, that, if that's the only way that can happen. I think that's pretty much what 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 the majority of people think. Um, and look, if these games are going to come very quickly, you know, two three games a week. Uh, to try and f- finish the season, he could be needed in, in some important games. Yeah, I mean, when when he's been called upon, he stepped up to the plate and he's delivered. I think he's done he's done extremely well, especially coming from futsal background. I mean, I, I played futsal at uni, not as, as a great standard, but so what? Uh, what is what is futsal then? Because I, I don't, I don't. Is it is it just five a side indoor, five a side with a small ball? What, I don't know what it is. It, it it it's similar to that. The balls the ball is smaller and it's heavier. Right. Um, so if you if you cut one in the face, I tell you what it hurts. Um, <laughs> but it, 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 it's strange. Like no one's got a set position. You all kind of move around fluidly. Now, if you've ever met me, you, there's not much fluidity <laughs> in my approach <laughs> and technical ability. I was just deployed as a target man. The wall, and, mate. Willy Bolly, mate. The wall. Yeah, past I was you. just used to just run through little Spanish kids who would come on the, on the exchange <laughs> program. Um, but yeah, it, that's basically what it is. And if you accumulate like three fouls in one half, that you get a penalty, oh, or the right, other okay. team gets a penalty. It, it's a very technical game, and it, it, it is. You know, your footwork is something you have to call upon more so than, than than anything else. So you can see that in his game, though. But for someone who hasn't played first team football for 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 you know for an extended period at Wolves, his, his reading of the game is, is is really good. The only thing I would say that he may need to do is his physicality. He may need to bulk up a little bit. I think he's a bit on the small size in terms of strength. Obviously, he's a big lad, and if he bulked up, he'd be a sure. great asset. But he's got he's got he's still got a lot to learn. But I think I think he's a, he's a he's a good player and he can go strength to strength at Wolves and it, it's good to get him tied down. I, I, me and Dave were saying on the Talking Wolves podcast a couple of weeks ago. There's no way that Kilman wouldn't have signed a new deal and still be involved in the first team fold. It's the same with Otisabi as well. Mm-hmm. There's no way he'd have played against Besiktas if he'd not signed a new deal. So it's welcome news and yeah, wish wish him all the best. It's um, it's good to see that Nuno blooding some young players through into the first team. Yeah, and he's still got that incentive as well. You know, he's obviously mm-hmm. saying, "Right, well, you kick on again next year, and then we'll give you a three or four year deal, and you know, you can set up and, and, and put some roots down, and you know, you could be in a very comfortable position." Yeah, exactly. I think he's um, I think he's eligible to play for Russia as well. Is he? I've read, I've, oh. I think I've read that somewhere. Yeah, yeah. He always he always plays for Russia as well on um, on FM. Oh, right. Might okay. be something you need to clarify, but yeah, apparently he can play for Russia. And I know the audio wasn't great there, but um, he has got a bit of an. 
bit of an accent. Well, it's quite, it's quite posh, uh, hence, hence why you know you want to be called Maximilian, which is absolutely no problem. Uh, Maximilian, did you call him Maximilian, by the way, uh, Joe? No, well, I think there was a bit of oh, a bit oh, of uh, a bit of confusion with that because apparently he wanted to be called that, and now he's happy with being called Max. I don't, know, I don't know if it was like. Something that like his parents wanted him to be known as Maximilian. <laughs> but, yeah. I think um, it was just a language barrier between you and him, Joe. That's probably what it was. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, he, he's not fluent in a black country, unfortunately. Did but, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when he walks into a uh, Compton and he's got um, he's got Cody calling him Maximilian every single time. He's like, "Oh, sorry, Maximilian." Sorry. He's like, "Oh, just go back to Max." That, that. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. Um, no, good stuff. Um, like I say, a really promising player, and, and and he's he's really kicked on this year. Top man. Uh, right, should we take some questions from the peeps? Yep, yep. Questions from the yeah. peeps. A lot of questions this week. Uh, Matt, I'm not sure whether you're, you're, um, you've listened to a few of them, but there are some of them are a little bit crazy, a bit wacky. Plenty of Wolves ones in there as well. Uh, so we'll try and get through as many as we can. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay. Yes. Uh, Stu, uh, Stu from the Fancast says, why are you not playing Animal Crossing? Now, I didn't know anything about Animal Crossing um, until, and yes, it is a video game, and it's not a, it's not a DVD, um, and uh, it's about it's these little, these little kind of like cartoon world, and um, basically Elijah Wood was in it the other day, and he plays on it, and uh, he went across to someone's island and, and, and sold some turnips. That, that's, that's the only, that's the first time I've heard of it, but you guys, you, you're, you're the kind of computer wizard, you might have a... Uh, you might be uh, playing them with little emoji people. Not for me. No? Really not for uh, me. No, no. I've not Joe, played Joe, are you more Animal Farm than Animal Crossing? Um, no, he's... Um, our uh, Express and Star colleague, uh, Luke Hatfield, he's quite mad on he. Um, Is he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you'll have to ask him, because... Um, I've I've got a switch. I've been playing uh, Super Mario Odyssey, which is which is the one is my game of choice at the moment. But I okay. often see I've got Luke as a friend and logging on. He's he's always oh, on Animal Crossing. That's nice. He absolutely loves it. So uh, really? we'll have to ask him and, and yeah and get and, and get back yeah. Right, we'll get we'll maybe get him on in the next podcast. Maybe it's only available <laughs> on the Switch, isn't it? And I, I don't have one so. You don't have one. What, yeah. what's, your, what's your game of game console I've, of choice, Matt? I've got a PS4, mostly FIFA. I don't know if you're familiar with pro clubs. Um, oh yeah, it's basically like you and your mates all join a, a club online, but you you control like one individual player. And oh, like, right. you, you, um, it's it's frustrating. I, t- I can tell. I bet you there's some greedy so, people though. That that's. If anyone's listening who plays me on Pro Club, that's me. As soon as I get in my own half, I'm having a dig. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have people taking each other out on your own team? Um, Yeah, again, that's me as well. I don't get my own way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right, Reggie uh, asks... um, Let's have a look. So he says, uh, we bought the following players and gives them their fee, what we bought them for. Um, How much do you see both both these players worth now? So I'll go back and forth with you two. Um... Interesting because you know some of them like like Moutinho obviously bought, but then you've got his age to take into consideration, etc. So, um, so what what's their market value now if they were going to be sold? We'll start with Joe. Jean Moutinho, five million pounds. Difficult one with Jean because very much. So I'll give you the hardest it, one first. If he was if he was twenty seven, then he'd yes. be maybe like fifty million um, at least. Um, I'd probably say about ten fifteen. I think obviously that's quite old. That's quite it might be seen a lot for as a thirty-three-year-old, but he'll at least give you, you know, one or two top-quality seasons. I'd say so. I'd say more than what Wolves 
got him for Wolves, getting him for five million, obviously great bit of business. So I'd probably say about ten fifteen. Okay, Matt, uh, Diogo Jota, ten million. I think pre-coronavirus outbreak, you're looking at upwards of seventy million. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seventy million, yeah. I think you can actually make an argument that Jota's the most valuable player, market value player in the squad, especially with Traore and, and, and the potential shoulder that needs to get sorted out. I think. I'd say him or Neves, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Joe Willy Bolly, ten million. Uh, at least fifty. Um, I'd probably say 50s, 28, I believe, coming on 29. Um, I mean, what did Aaron Maguire is go Bolly, for? Is Bolly, is Bolly, obviously we know how good he is. Do you feel that he's still under the radar when it comes to Premier League and how good people see him? Or yeah, do you think, I think everyone he is. knows how good he is? Because that's, that's the thing, that, that's, that's the reservation that I would have is that I think he's one of the best centre-backs in the Premier League. I would have him in my top five centre-backs. I've said that he'd probably... He'd probably play for 19 out of the 20 clubs, if not all 20, as a starter. But whether the other clubs have seen him like that, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I, I, I do think that's... It's a weird one, because maybe because of his injury this season as well. Um, you know, people you know, haven't seen... Haven't see, really seen it. But obviously we know it, all know how good he is. Um, I, I genuinely think he's probably in the top five centre arts in, in the league. You know, I, I don't. The only ones I think that are, you know are definitely better. He, well, he's one I think in, in Van Dijk. I, I, you know, I'd, I'd say Van Dijk is the best centre half in the league, and then I think Bolly is just as good as anybody else. I think Laporte. I think Laporte. Yeah, Laporte. Yeah, he's quality. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the problem. Yeah, Laporte. Maybe. Yeah. Had defenders is. Even with like Doherty and and Johnny, we know how how, how good they are on on the day, and how, cons- like how consistent Johnny is. But I don't know if other clubs look at our back five and think system players great in that system. Could they adjust to a back four? Mm-hmm. And I'm not quite sure that a lot of them could. So perhaps that's why you don't see many of our defenders get linked away. Ruben Neves, fifteen million pounds, Matt. Ooh, I think he's had a fantastic last three or four months. Eighty million plus. Wow, eighty million. Goodness me. Yeah, I mean, you've got to say, he's, he's, he's the most. Yeah. And and you think universally, he's probably the most appealing, isn't he? Age, yeah. maturity, uh, style. You could fit. You know, you could put uh, Neves into most sides without having to think. Well, he can't really play there. He can't really play there. Everybody needs a a central midfielder, don't they? Who's solid, who can bang it about, who can score. You know, fantastic goals. Uh, is smart. Uh, Portuguese international youth on his side. He's very, very terrible asset, isn't he? He's yeah. a Rolls Royce. So mm-hmm. I don't. I can't remember him really making mistakes ever. For someone of such a young age as well, I can't remember him ever misplacing a ball that's led to a, a, a an attack on our goal or, or a goal. He just everything he just seems to do. He, mm. a, a lot of it is on the simple side these days with Matinho, but. He just makes things tick, and he's so important to how we play. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there was that one spell he had in Alden mid, which, which was a, a frustrating spell, wasn't there? And you can't hurt teams from there, can you? No, and he he had he had a tendency just to go for the Hollywood pass for the sake of going for it. But now he's playing in a more advanced role. He's doing the short, sharp stuff as well. And uh, I think you know, in those since the turn of the year, pretty much, you know, since the new year, I think he's been exceptional. Yeah, yeah, I just I just don't don't 
no need to be on penalties. I've seen enough of uh, Neves on penalties. Apart from that, well, Jimenez's uh, record's outstanding, isn't it? So. Yeah, he's, he's not. He's, I think I think it's Raul's now to lose. Um, yeah. Traore, Joe, eighteen million. Uh, I think we've said about eighty. Yeah, in yeah. that in that in that in that region. Um, yeah, just because he's so unique. Um, but the, the the problem is, I know we we, we talk, I mean we're talking about it for you know for across the board you know we, we put in pretty astronomical price tags on everyone it's it when football resumes and this pandemic eases the the climate of the market could be very very different um you know transfer fees may kind of come down a little bit and become you know from, from the the overall point of view a bit more reasonable um you know I'd, I'd say you know all these players it's probably their price tag pre-pandemic. Whether it will be the same once we, you know, once we once we get back out of it, it may well be different because, you know, our clubs, you know, going to have that financial power. Even your Barcelonas and your Real Madrids and you know, even your Man Cities and Liverpools. Everybody has, you know, has struggled in some way and and you know, and have lost revenue streams because of this um, because of this virus. So um, yeah, it's. It's a fun game, but it it, it might change if you, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, finish it off there now before we get into a lot more questions. So this was a long one for this question, but it's an interesting topic. So <laughs> we're giving you plenty of plenty of show, Reggie uh, Jimenez, thirty-two million. What would you say market value, Matt? Oh god, this is this is one that we put on talking walls earlier, and, and I think Alex Bruce has um has said. Was it? Was I think between hundred and to two hundred million. He said he's worth. If Harry Kane's worth two hundred million, and so is Jimenez. But I can't see any footballer moving to two hundred million. He must have known it. So many calls light over the um, over the lockdown period. Old Alex Bruce. But I think because of his age, I think you could not Alex Bruce's age because of Jimenez's age. I think you're probably looking at seventy million. He, he he's got absolutely everything. The only thing he hasn't got is age. Yeah, on his side. Yeah. Um, saying that though, he doesn't overly rely on his pace, um, does he? So I don't. I don't know. He's so important to how we play, but I, th- I think I think he will move on eventually. Now he's got a little one on the way. I don't think it'll be this season, but I can see him going back to Spain or somewhere like that. So I, th- I think I think seventy million. But obviously, the older he gets, the the, the smaller that price tag will be. Yeah. Good stuff, gents. Right, let's uh, let's let's fire through some of these. Uh, Brian Mantle, maybe I'll get on this time uh, this week. Yes, you, you're on, Brian. Uh, FA Cup final, Wolves versus Borough. Oh God, I've got a few Wolves versus Borough questions this week. Uh, who do you want to win? Draw is not an acceptable answer. Uh, I just want a good game, Brian. I just want a good game. I want to see a good game of football. Uh, I, I want both sides to be to be satisfied before and afterwards. And um, yeah, I'm going to sit on the fence to that one. Uh, who David do you Evans. want to win? David Evans. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> like a politician, that was. Got, got one, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's, uh, there's some te- definite politi- politicians' answers at the moment in these uh, some of these press comments. Um, you can't, can't go for the ball. You, you can't. You can't change your spot. You go for a bit of borough. To be fair, I, I was pretty gutted when they um, when we lost at the Riverside. That you know the, the, we. the great, great, great game. Yeah, we, we, we. we. Um, you're hearing that joke, we. And uh, yeah, I, I, I was pretty peeved off, and then especially going across to the fans, and then yeah, I just got obviously mobbed by 
uh, by the away day buses, to be fair. So, but it's all it's all good. If we're going to lose to anyone, I'd rather lose to Wolves. Put it that way. Um, David Evans, it's probably one for you, Matt. Um, David Evans, um, a, a fan cast fame. Will Smith said in Boom Shake the Room, many people died to try and stop my show. Is this historically accurate? How many how many died trying to stop a Will Smith concert, Matt? I I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of fried my brain that one a little bit. Joe? It was seven, wasn't he? Was it? Yeah, seven, yeah. Very good, very good. I like yeah. that. Excellent news. Seven and is it people. historically accurate? Is that true? Yeah, 100% uh, correct, it. yeah. Love it. One, there yeah. you go, Dave. There you go. Uh, I told you that. Ask it. Right. Um, European Cup final. Raul off injured. Neves subbed. Moutinho suspended. Penno for Wolves in the 95th minute after a goalless 95 minutes. Who takes it? Got to be Jota, ain't it? Yeah, Jota. Got to be Jota. Connor Cowdy, he's got a 100% success rate. Robbie says, who would you rather have in the current squad? Billy Wright in the back three or Steve Bull up top? That was a good question, that was. saw that one. I'd go Billy Wright in the back three. I just think Jimenez is the best thing since Bully. Yeah. I don't think. Obviously, I didn't. I, I didn't see Billy Wright. I didn't actually see Bully Bully play. But um, but you know, you hear the stories of Billy Wright. You know, it's uh, you know an absolute club legend. I think you'd have him in the back three. It's got. It's got to be Billy Wright. I mean, Jimenez and Jota are a bit unstable anyway, and that's controversial. <laughs> I, I, just, I just. I just. think they are. So for me. Bully's not going to come and sit on the bench, is he? So it's going to have to be Billy Wright. Billy Wright, Billy Wright all the way around. Um, Jason Guy, Borough v Wolves, FA Cup semi-final. What's this? But Borough v Wolves crack. It's 3-3 in the 89th minute. There's a penalty. Would you show any bias whatsoever or maintain absolute professionalism? Um, I think I'd just laugh and smile and I can't say I, I'd maintain professionalism because um, people question that in the first place anyway when Wolves score or, or there's, there's an instant um, <laughs> when we're having a go at the referee in the press box. Um, I would definitely animated. Um, yeah, I'd definitely be animated. I'd be up. I'd be up for sure. You're, 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 quite, you're quite chill, aren't you, with a goal? Spears is very chill. I just can't help myself yeah. sometimes. Oh, I, I get, quite... I get, in, I get into the fans below me. Obviously, we're normally in the press box. You're, you're in with the, you know, the opposition fans um, in away games, and I, they, 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 they just, uh, they peeve me off. So I, I, don't I know think you, you know sometimes it. you know when you, you know when you've travelled away from home, if you support a team in Middlesbrough or Wolves or whatever, it's always you against them, isn't it? You're you're kind of like the underdogs, and then as soon as you score, that's the first thing you do. Or I used to do. As a as a chubby twenty two year old with a, a shirt that's that's you know way too small for me is you, you turn with a big hard guy and you turn to the you know the supporters or the home supporters and you're like come on then come on I'll see you outside <laughs> now that's what I'm like in the press box I want to come on then, come on then offering people out in the press yeah box. yeah <laughs> uh, right okay let's have a look. Um, Sir Ahmed, what do you think will happen to the Wolves under 23's Premier League 2 side? Do you think they may avoid relegation? Oh, yeah, I, I, I haven't even really considered that one. No, I don't know. Maybe. Um, I mean, the Taubes are, I mean, their, their season, you know, just hasn't, you know, was obviously the goal and the the kind of whole trajectory just really changed. I mean, the, you know, under Rob Edwards, they won the league, the you know, they, they were having, 
you know, players scoring goals, Benny Ashley Seal, you know, obviously had uh, Elliot Watts in midfield, you know, both of them have gone, the manager's gone, and then Kennedy came in and then left, and then James Collins came in, didn't really get the results, he's still there, but, you know, I think he needs a bit of time, so um, they'll hope that they get to have another crack at the top flight. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a bit a difficult year for the 23s, and... Um, yeah, if, not, if there's anything to come out of it, it might be that you know they get another crack at that top division. They're not very good, are they? I mean, <laughs> I've seen them a few times this year, and there's there's probably two or three players I look and think you can maybe make the step up, but there's not a lot that really scream first team quality in the future for Wolves. No. I mean, when Gibbs White played in in one of the games, you know, he looked good um, as you'd expect him to be. He's got you know, lo- loads of appearances for Wolves, and again, you could argue that he's not first team quality either. So, I think that speaks volumes. What are they? They're ten points off safety. Um, I think coronavirus has probably given them a lifeline. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, right, um, Andy Matthews. Rocky films are on ITV4 every night this week. Best one. You what's the Rocky one, gents? What's the one with the hearts on fire mo- montage? Hearts on fire, strong desire. When he when he's in the, when he's in the snow, when he's doing all the doing all the stuff. That's in the Rocky snow. Four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rocky, Rocky Four is definitely Rocky Four. Very Drago. good. Yeah, say, I, Rocky Drago, Four. Yeah. Just for that, just for that montage, I'd say. Rocky's that, got to be for me. It's got to be the original one. Mm. What did you think of Rocky Balboa? The the um, one that came out about ten years ago. Or I didn't mind out. it. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I quite like that. I thought I enjoyed Creed as well, to be honest. See, I didn't like that. Do you not? No. I mean, I liked Tony Bellew as well, but I just don't know. Mm, didn't mm. didn't rate it. There you go. A little bit of uh, what's your, what's your Netflix uh, choice, Matt? At this moment in time, I'm, I'm watching Money Heist. I'm on. I'm, I'm second season, enjoying it very much. I started the first episode the other night. I've not got round to watching it again. I, I watched Tiger King. Um, which um, just got weirder and Yeah, weirder. I've been watching I'm, that too. Did yeah. Carol Baskin you... kill her husband? Asks Wolves A. We then. I assume that's a Tiger King question. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think she might have, yeah. Guilty of sin. He's written all over her face. She's a lunatic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she um, is. I've been watching The Body... Remember The Bodyguard on BBC? Well, yes. A little bit, a little bit of a Whitney. No, um, not, no, 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 not no. quite. No, oh, right, okay. <laughs> probably want more. Or Jones. Wolves fan, the bodyguard. Wolves fan, Be- Beverly Knight. Um, now, um, <laughs> the, the bodyguard. It was like a dra- drama series, weren't it? On yeah, BBC. yeah. That's on Netflix now. I think it's like six or seven episodes. But I'd definitely give it a. I definitely recommend it. It's superb. Oh, right. I've started, I've, oh, quickly. On, I've started watching this. You know how I love Love Island. Oh, I love Love yeah. Island too. Man. Oh, well, if you love Love Island, start watching. Podcast two. will be uh, me next week on my own. <laughs> start start watching Too Hot to Handle on Netflix. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen so, that advertised every so, time I bloody turn on Netflix. It's the first the, thing that comes on. They the put them all in a villa. They're all these like single, you know, you know, are, all you know, at it like rabbits, whatever. Um, but then the condition is that they can't have they can't have sex. They can't kiss. And if they do, it like it's a hundred grand prize pot. When he gets taken taken out the prize fund every time they do something, so so far there's been two snogs which have cost three thousand pound a piece. So, so <laughs> imagine going to a producer with that that idea for a series <laughs> actually getting it commissioned. 
I do love Love Island. I love X on the beach as well. It's my oh, guilty pleasure. God, come, yeah, on, come, come on, Dave. Get on it. Come in. on, guys. Let's let's let's. I'm um, Let's, oh, no, no, we're moving away. Jake Bevan, uh, who was the worst person any of you have interviewed? And of course, why? Ooh. Um, uh, he's up there. Go on. Um, I did an Albion... No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, did, um, I did an Albion pre-season game, I think, with the last... Yeah, in pre-season. We're talking Pulis, are we? It weren't Pulis. It was Kenneth Sahore. Oh right, okay. He was, he was a bad interview. Was um, he? I mean, uh, it was me and Alex Dickin from the from the Birmingham Mail, and um, Alex was trying to get him from you know the whole initiation song route. Have you had an initiation song? And he was like, No, no, I, I, don't, I don't know any English songs. Oh, okay. Um, what 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 would you sing? Oh, I don't know. I only know uh, Danish music. Um, and then the it was three, four years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was, and then I asked him, "Well, you know, you're a striker. You want to come here and, and score goals, didn't you?" Uh, nah, not really. Uh, you know, as long as the team wins, I don't care who scores. And I was like, "Come on, just you know, just give me, just give me something." Um, it was like pulling teeth, to be honest. Most most of the interviews that I've done are in within music journalism. I remember I'd played I'd played a, um, a DJ set at some uni up north, and Bugsy Malone was on after me. I don't know if you're familiar with him, Joe. Y- yes, yeah, kind of. rapper. Yeah, yeah, from Manchester, and um, I I did an interview with him, surrounded by about fifteen of his of his henchmen, <laughs> and I mean I'm a fairly big bloke, but these blokes were just like man mountains, and I was just I was so scared to kind of put a, a, a word out of place, and the interview kind of suffered for it. Saying that, uh, J.K. was also another Birmingham artist. He's an absolute pleasure to interview. Now he's got a really load of really bad press for being a bit of a bit, a bit of a toe rag. So again, I think it all depends on your, your character yourself. But I, I was a little bit intimidated interviewing Bugsy. Yeah, I'd say for me, um, in my Satanta Sports days, it was uh, it was Kevin Peterson. It was absolute prat, to be honest. Um, you can see that. <laughs> went to go and interview him. Just... Um, we didn't we didn't have the same. The same money behind us that, that Sky Sports did, so it was kind of one man band. So you had your you had your, your camera sort it out, and then you know make sure your microphone's plugged in, and then you're doing the interview, but you're making sure that they're they kind of you're kind of very close to the barrel, so it's not too far away. So I had to set up pretty quickly. Peterson came in, and uh, it wasn't having any of it really. As soon as he was, you know, I was more than 15 seconds setting up. He was, oh come on, come on, come on, let's do this, let's do this, let's get over. And it was literally one word answers, and I was just like, mate. I, Give me like thirty seconds. Like, come on, just you know, just a bit of a prat, really. Do you ever uh, find that when it is like a one-man band setup like that, when mm. you've got to check levels and and, yeah. and whatnot, that you can tell they're looking at you, thinking he's being really rude here. He's not even listening to what I'm saying. But you're trying to make sure that the product you're putting out is going to be good enough. Exactly. You find that, yeah, exactly. It's like, no. But people don't understand it. No, they just they just want to be you know. Yeah. They want to go in and go get in, get out as quick as possible. Really. So yeah, not not a. Uh, not ideal candidate, right? Um, Mrs. Griffiths, we've kind of discussed. Uh, we definitely have discussed actually about um, our chance of European qualification if it had be decided by merit. Um, Jake also asks: uh, chips with curry sauce or gravy, gents? Ooh. Curry sauce. I, I think chips and curry sauce, yes, but chips, cheese, and gravy may just go above that. But it's mm. got to be chips, gravy, and cheese. It can't just be chips and gravy. 
Good stuff. Um, Jamie Walters, uh, had a couple of questions for moi. Um, so you can have a break, gents. How did you end up in Wolverhampton from Middlesbrough? Uh, um, right, so um, people, well, most people know in that I started off a Nickelodeon um, after uni, um, then got the job with Middlesbrough, um, was there for four or five years, uh, left there and went to Satanta Sports, did a year there, then went to Sky Sports um, Soccer Saturday and did freelance work for them for about two years, then went to ESPN in San Diego, California for three and a half years, met the wife uh, there, then we came back and then interviewed at Express and Star and got the job in Wolverhampton. All my dreams came true at once. Um, <laughs> Um, and he also asked, this is personal, so feel free to ignore and not answer. But no, we answer all questions here. Does your role in journalism generally pay very well? Seem to enjoy the finer things in life. Fancy restaurants, nice car, meals prepared. <laughs> These speeding finds you add would cripple me, LOL. Um, yes, it's not, it's not, it's not, not the journalism wages that, uh, that do that, unfortunately, Jay. Um, but I do play a lot of poker. Um, so you can, um, I have done since I was, um, love maths, love statistics, and I kind of studied it for when I was 15, 16, right the way I was in a casino within a... Not, not, don't go to casinos, Phil. It's, it's not good, but um, I, I went to a casino to play a first poker tournament the day after my 18th birthday. And yeah, I play a lot online, play a lot um, in Birmingham here. Um, when I was in San Diego, I had a sponsorship with 3Bet, so it was a 40-minute cross uh, quick flight to Vegas. So I used to be most weekends in there playing for them. Um, so yeah, I like to play. When I come back home, there's, there's a, I, I, I'm moonlighting um online so um yeah we do okay. you do all right do okay. football hackers as well don't you yeah football football accumulators used to have a nath bet um which um i'm not sure that's even there now let me have a look nathbet.com i used to do what? Um, this is a right revelation this is, i didn't know yeah you see nathbet.com let me have a look at this still there uh it's not there anymore i have to try and find that but you see some videos uh, i used to have some bigger wins on that for a lot of people that was kind of a, a free service that we used to do um, and baseball betting as well, so the two, the two kind of. Um... Someone's brought your um, domain name. Have they? Yeah, and they've put a redirect onto charliemccann.co.uk, which is another betting site. <laughs> so it's basically any any traffic that would have gone to your site, any juice from those links is now going to Charlie McCann. Wowzer! <laughs> oh bless. Oh, we did have some, we did have some nice tips uh, and some nice hits back in the day. <laughs> maybe you know, maybe everything goes wrong here. Then I might, I might, I might, uh, might have to speak to old Charlie and get my. Uh, Get my domain name. Domain I think name he's all horse racing. I think Charlie oh, McCampbell okay. looks we'll a bit of Charlie. We'll have a bit of Charlie. Um, right, uh, back onto you guys. Uh, I can't really answer that question. It's just going to take too long. Uh, you can have one player. Which one player would you have from? Um, he says from each Premier League club. Would you add to the Wolves squad? We'll be here all day. But uh, I'll give you one player you can have from the Premier League. Who do you want? Each of you. Mm. Uh, Van Dijk. Van Dijk. Matt? Say Van Dijk, but I'd probably say. Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne, okay, great stuff. Uh, nearly coming to the end here now. Uh, Will Steve Bull, uh, says Paul Chappell, never get the plaudits his record deserves due to his decision not to play top-level football. Do you think this was a mistake? I've, I think he gets the credit. I think he's always a lies, didn't he? If anything, he's he gets too much. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think he gets the credit he deserves. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's doing, and, doing some great and, job as well, especially in and around Wolverhampton as well, doing uh, with all the um, all the stuff he's doing for for the NHS and and, and the hospitals as well. He's, he, he's all over his bully. He's all over. We yeah, love he's got no regrets, has he, bully? Now he, he, he you know, you'd ask him if he'd redo his career ten times, he, he wouldn't change a thing. No, 
Um, Matt Kirby's got a really good question here, guys. Um, will Wolves come out of the corona crisis in a stronger position than our Premier League rivals from a financial perspective? Smaller squad and wage bill and less reliant on big match day revenues um, more, than, more than most. Will this mean we are even more competitive in the transfer market slash player retention? A- any one of you? So it's quite a good. It's quite a good question. Um, I think Wolves are in a healthier position than other clubs. I mean, you know, you look at West Ham, you look at Norwich. Um, I think it's West Ham, Watford, um, Sheffield United, Southampton. They've all for um, put players on wage deferrals. Even Arsenal have, um, you know, had the players take a twelve and a half percent pay cut, even though Meza Ozil has disagreed and been chastised as well for that. Um, but, you know, Wolves are continuing to pay everyone in full, on and off the pitch. And, as you say, they are kind of, you know, they're in a good footing. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, I, I, I think Wolves are always trying to do the, the things that are morally right as well. Um, you know, they're not just doing it for PR points, they're doing it because they, they care. And I, I think, you know, they may be a bit wary that pouching players... Not poaching players illegally or anything like that, but kind of, you know, maybe making, you know, doing stuff at the expense of, you know, real expense of others on in, you know, in the in the in the wake of this may not be their tactic. I don't think things have changed too much, um, but yeah, they've they've got clout, and I think they'll carry on to to have that. Clout. I read something um, um, a couple of weeks ago about Premier League clubs and and, and finances. Um, and I think it was looking at like stuff like the coronavirus, and I think Wolves were in like the top four or five clubs in terms of their financial position. Clubs like Bournemouth and stuff could see, could cease to exist because I think I think they spend something like um, eighty three pence of every pound of of, uh, of their revenue from TV money, TV money. TV money goes into wages, which is which is absolutely ridiculous. So Wolves are in a in a really good position, according to this article that I read the other day. Good stuff. Right, um, last one. Let's have a look at the best. So, um, Jack Saunders says, uh, realistically, which three Wolves first team players could you see being replaced over the next two seasons? And if so, who? Um, I'm not sure whether replaced, but I can I can definitely see players leaving and, and getting sold because such is the nature of the business. I think Wolves have been very lucky in that. Um, so, which three players could you see uh, being replaced? Ruddy. Uh, yeah, I mean... I think they'll want it. They'll get another keeper at some point. I don't think Patricia will be replaced. Are we talking about first eleven? Should we talk about first yeah, eleven? Let's, let's talk. Let's talk about the big boys. Um, I think there'll be another defender. Um, I think Sais has done an incredible job, but they have kind of been looking for a right, proper right-sided defender uh, the whole time, really under new now. Um, and I, I don't think that will change. Um, Matinho. A defender, yeah, they'll need a, they'll need another midfielder for for Matinho because you know Matinho doesn't need replacing, but he's he's not getting any younger, and you know it, you're looking at the big boys and who could leave. Um, you'd maybe say Jimenez is the most likely just because he's approaching that kind of threshold where if he doesn't go, say this summer or next summer, then he he won't get that kind of. You know, if it was going to be a Real Madrid or a Barcelona, say they came in, then he, he wouldn't get it in two years' time. Yeah, so he's got one big move left in his, hasn't he? Really? For yeah. Sure. So I'd probably say, yeah, probably through that spine of the team, centre mid, centre back, centre mid striker. 
Cheers, boys. So I hope you enjoyed um, those questions. They went on a little bit long, but uh, that's uh, I think I think there was some really good questions there. Wolves, hey, we, I'm not answering your question about Little Mix because it's my anniversary on 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 Saturday, and I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> I want to see past past the fifth anniversary. Um, right, da, 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 da. right. I mean, look, we've got we've got three of you on here, so um, I thought I thought to finish off because uh, we haven't had it for a while. We might have. Uh, maybe um, we could do a little bit of a bit of a quiz. Yeah, there we go. It's uh, it's family fortunes where it's it's come back after after a long, a long, long uh, vacation. But we are back. We are back with with Matt and Joe. Welcome, contestants. Welcome, welcome uh, the 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 Edwards family. Welcome. Hello. Um, who's uh, who's 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 the main man in charge today? Uh, it, it, it'd be Joe. Uh, Joe, um, Joe, great, great, great yeah, to hear yeah. from you, Joe. Uh, thank, thanks for coming on to uh, to Wolves Family Fortunes, Mr. The Cooper family. How, how are you doing today? Very well, thank you. Who have you brought with you? Um, just Matt. No one else is available. Right. Well, it's, it's great. It's great to, to have both of you on the show. You can win absolutely nothing apart from um, pride is at stake um, between podcasts. And um, are you ready for your for your fingers on the buzzers moment? Just say Matt or Joe if you know. The answer, and you can try and find the top one. Are you ready? Fingers on buzzers or voices? Are you ready? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, during the 2017-2018 Wolves promotion, top six answers on the board. Who scored the most league goals? Matt. Matt. Yes. Jota. Diego Jota. Ting. Is number one on the board with 17 league goals. Uh, would you like to play or pass the Coopers? I'd like to play. Let's like play. Okay, here we go. You are playing. Are you ready? Okay, so so number one on the board. Uh, Matt, can you give me another answer, please? Uh, Leo Bonatini. Leo Bonatini. Ting is number two with 12 goals. Um. Oh, oh. I'd like to go with um, Cav, please. Even Cavalero Ting is number three on the list with nine legals. Very good. Three for three. Edward's family in trouble here. <laughs> um, I'd like to go Willy Bolly. Willy Bolly. Is it there? <clears throat> no, he's not there. He's not there. Matt, you've, uh, you've got two lifelines left. Um, you've got the first three against the ball, so three more to find. Mm. Is mm. Barry Douglas on there? Is Barry Douglas there? He is, he is there. Number six with five goals. Very good guess. Number six, you can find the joint fourth people now. Very, very good. So, uh, two left. Two left to find and two lifelines left. Mr. Matt Cooper. Um, is Benicophobia up there? He is there. Number four on the list. Joint fourth with six goals. One man to find. Just one man to find for the clean sweep in round number one. Is it Ruben Nevsh? He is there! Well done, Cooper Sorry, family. Joe, takes a 1 0 lead. <laughs> Very good. Joe Edwards didn't even get the chance. Didn't even get the chance. Unbelievable scenes. Well, you can't. You just got to hold your hands up, pal. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. okay, are we ready? So 1 0 to the Coopers. Number two. Okay, round two. Are you ready? 
yep. fingers on the buzzers. In the 2008-2009 promotion campaign under Mad Mick, who scored the most league goals? Joe. Yes, oh. Joe. Top five answers, should I say? Uh, Sylvan Banks Blake. Is there? It's the top answer. Woo woo woo. <laughs> 25 goals. <laughs> Number one, would you like to play or pass? Uh, I'll play. He's playing, he's playing, he's playing. Okay. Uh, Cooper, you're not out of this yet. Uh, so, he, Sylvan was was number one. Uh, Chris Iwalumo. He's number two on the list with 14 league goals. Correct. Okay. okay. Um, Michael Kitely. Michael Kitely is there. Number three with eight league goals. Okay. Two to five. Number four, number five. Very good so far, you two. Andy Keogh. Andy Keogh is there. Number five on the list with five goals. Just one man to find. You've got three lifelines. Mmm. Mmm. Okay. This is where it gets a bit... Uh... This is where it gets a little bit tricky. Tricky, tricky, tricky. Uh, da, da, da. Matt Jarvis. Matt Jarvis is not there. Uh-uh. Mm, nah. Uh, mm. Mm. I'm struggling a bit now. Mm. <sighs> Dave Edwards. Oh, it's a great guess. It's a great guess. <clears throat> it's not there. Just one <laughs> lifeline left. Uh, Coopers, um, please have a confer, please, with the Cooper family. Kind mm. of a bit blank here. Wow, won't be the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Dave Jones. Dave Jones, it's a great guest. Joe Edwards. He's out. We're over to the Cooper family. Um, The Cooper family, who do you nominate? Who do you think uh, might make that list? I've had a a think, Mm. and I think it might be Sam Vokes. Sam Vokes, is it there? It is, it oh, is. The flag. super sub himself, Sam Vogues, takes it 2-0. Very good. Joe Edwards defeated. Didn't even have to yeah. get onto the third one. Didn't even have to get onto it. Um, do you want to play it just in case for shits and giggles? Yeah, we might as well. Yeah, go on. Well, Hugh hasn't there. <laughs> vibrating in my you, you, you might as well beat me 3-0. Yeah, go on then. Okay. <laughs> Still the 2008-2009 season, James. Top six answers on the board. Who made the most league appearances? Matt. Yes, Matt. Michael Kiteley. Michael Kiteley. Is it there? It is there. It's number four on the list with 37. Joe, can you find one higher up than that? Michael uh, Kiteley. Carl Henry. Carl Henry. Is there. It's number one on the list. 42 Ooh. league appearances. Would you like to play or pass? I'll play. He's playing. Well done, Joe. Come on, get a little bit of respectability for the Wolves' poddy back. Can't lose this talking Wolves a lot. Come on, come on. Um, Carl Henry, number one. Michael Catley's got number four. You have got four more to find. Uh, Wayne Hennessy. Wayne Hennessy is there. Number five on the list with 34, go- 34 appearances. 34, 34, 34 goals. 34 goals for a goal. Oh, prolific. Um, Kevin Fowley. No. Uh, Jody Craddock. Oh, uh, uh. oh dear. Still mm. three to find, and you've got um, one lifeline remaining, please, Mr. Jurt. Matt Jarvis. Uh, uh, 
this could be a 3-0 whitewash. I'm feeling the worst for you, Joe. Mr. Matt Cooper. Stephen Ward. Stephen Ward. Is it there? It is there! Number three on the list. 3-0. 3-0. My goodness me. Hang your head, Edward. It's all right. I'm just letting, the, just letting the guests win, aren't I? Just being kind, you know, letting the guests win. You are very nice, very nice. Um, uh, the, the two you missed, Sylvain Evans Blake, 41 appearances, of course, mm. was... And um, Mr. Richard Stearman, 32. Ah, I'm surprised Ebanks Blake managed 41 games in the season. Yeah, no, yes, I'm um, So six, yeah, six. Um, that, that was the top six. Thank you, gents. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. And Matt Cooper, thank you very much for coming on. I hope you've Thanks enjoyed it. I hope, you've, um, hope you've, um, you've, you, you've go back to talking once and gone, goodness me. I mean, <laughs> our, our product is head and shoulders. <laughs> but uh, no, no, really no. appreciate you coming on, Matt. Um, um, obviously, uh, do some great work. We love the stuff that you do. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, how do they get in touch with you? Um, you can find me personally on Twitter, which is M Cooper Writes, Writes as in written, and at Talking Walls across all socials. Brilliant. Um, Joe, get a few Wolves textbooks, and um, we'll talk. We'll talk next week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cheers, gents. Thank you very much, peeps. Have a great weekend, and uh, we're back with you uh, next Thursday or next Friday depending on when we record, but uh, yeah, stay safe everyone, and take care, bye-bye!